ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of India, Malaysia, and the United Kingdom, and in the states of Alabama, New York, and South Carolina, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 180,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story in the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear, and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. To help you through this pandemic, your tip is... Ask yourself, will this bring me joy? This is a good question to ask when you're ready for the deepest level of positive experiences. On an unconscious level, we can block ourselves from wanting something that will bring us joy because we are so used to depriving ourselves or because we don't believe we are deserving. This question will take your life to a new level. When I ask myself this question, I know that communicating with the spiritual realm through doing this radio show, work with my clients, psychic work, channeling, reading Akashic records, doing past life regressions, and mediumship bring me the greatest joy I have ever known. There are different kinds of joy, and working with the spiritual realm Films fills me with awe, joy, and spiritual love. That feeling is unique and can only be experienced, not described in words. This past week, I did an Akashic record reading, and the experience was one of those peak experiences. For those who don't know what Akashic records are, they give the details of the soul's life through past, present, and future incarnations. Consequently, there is a vast amount of information available. When doing this reading, I asked to be given what he needed to know in order to help him now and moving forward. 
Since I'm continuing to shelter in place, I did this session over Skype. As soon as I began channeling the information from the Akashic Record Keeper, my eyes started filling with tears. There was so much love and the energy was of such a high frequency that tears were running down my cheeks throughout the entire reading. I've had this happen to me before when I was channeling the names of angels to protect my client's family during these challenging times. Even though the experience is different with everyone, when I have this kind of emotional connection, it touches me deeply. My client said that he had received similar information from other psychics and wondered why he didn't get new information. I explained to him that sometimes we have to hear the same thing several times before we are willing to act on the information. Clearly, the reading was accurate because other people have told him the same thing. We have around 30 layers of consciousness, and every time we hear the same information, it sinks in at a deeper layer of consciousness until we finally have that aha moment where we just know that what is being said is correct and we are now ready to act on it. No one can rush these things. We have to be patient with ourselves and allow ourselves to move through the layers of fear and resistance until we are centered within our own truth and joy. We discussed how sometimes that resistance can come from a previous life where we were criticized or even shunned or rejected by our community for being a change agent. Someone once said to me, when you're on the cutting edge, you can get cut. Sometimes the very thing that will bring us the most joy is the thing we fear and resist the most. He's thinking about exploring his past lives to see if he can discover where his resistance originated. He can do that by booking a private past life regression reading. or um, And when I do these private sessions, I am able to see what they are seeing. We go through the experience together. Alternatively, he can rent my past life regression workshop video if he prefers to go through the process on his own. You too can rent this video at your convenience from anywhere in the world. This has been a dream of mine for a long time, and I'm so grateful to finally have it available to all of you. Just go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link on this page and then click on the workshop video rentals. That will take you to the information about the workshop content, a trailer you can watch, rental details, and a direct link to the rental. I've chosen to keep my prices low because many of you are experiencing financial hardships right now, and this video can help you. With this new rental option, you'll be able to participate when it fits your schedule, just like you do with the radio show on-demand episodes. This is the beginning of a new series of offerings to help you continue to learn, grow, and heal physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. 
choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. This positive approach to life is especially important since 2020 is a year of choice. As Dwan Washington told us in our January 2nd show, what we choose this year will affect us and the world for the next 20 years. I encourage you to commit to choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, joy, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Bob Giles, who's here to talk about why journalism is important to the survival of our democracy. After Royce Christen's episode last week on manifesting your dreams with just pen and paper, I received this email from Jack. Hi, Paula. I just wanted to reach out and say thanks for the work you do with the radio show. This is a difficult time for us all, and we need more people like you bringing inspiration to the world. Best wishes from Italy. I have to say that notes like this mean a great deal to me. It helps me know that I am making a difference. Thank you, Jack. And thank you, Brenna, for this note. Royce's enthusiasm and joy was delightful, and his tips for writing down what we want to accomplish each morning and changing our perspective was illuminating. Royce was so generous in sharing with us everything we need to know to make his process work for us in just two to three weeks. He said you don't even have to buy his book. Just listen to the three steps he carefully explains for you to follow every morning. It only takes three to six minutes a day, and there is strong science behind it. If you miss this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on creating the life you want, please listen to some of our shows like these from 2019. July 11th with Lucinda Bakken-White, Discovering the Authentic You. September 26th with Peter Guzardi, Nine Emeralds, Tools to Face Your Fears and Go After What You Want. And October 3rd. Third, with Robin Spisman, Spreading Loving Kindness for a More Loving Life and World. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to. Again, that's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. 
For added value, read my blog entitled Sleep, A New Perspective, posted in January this year. It provides many effective and less well-known techniques for getting to sleep, including falling back to sleep after waking up during the night. We can all use this information now. Here's an excerpt containing some lesser-known ways to improve sleep. Drink one ounce of cherry juice twice a day for natural melatonin. Choose your sheet and pillowcase colors with their vibration in mind. Pink is emotionally healing and blue is mentally healing. Use a lavender-scented yoga eye pillow to cancel out light and calm you. Clear the negative energy in your home with a sage essential oil spray. Magnesium, bananas, almonds, chamomile tea before bed help calm your system. Avoid alcohol, sugary foods, and caffeine in the evening. Avoid the news and upsetting movies before bed. Keep electronic devices at least three feet away from your bed. To read this blog or any of my others, please click on the link on this page or go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Now it's time for my silver lining stories. I do a lot on social media to uplift people's spirits. One of my silver linings is the kind comments I get from people, some who I know and some who I don't. Julie Overholt is a colleague who I met several years ago. She wrote me this week about one of my posts. These are beautiful, Paula. I can always rely on you to post something beautiful or positive. Your message is right on. Staying positive during a pandemic is not for sissies. It's easier to become negative and critical. Thanks for focusing on the light in the world. One of my Facebook posts this week was a question I reposted. What spiritual power has strengthened for you during this time, Ozzy responded, increased inner peace. When I hear a religious tune or song, the more it plays in my head, the more distracted I am from unpleasantness. He is not alone. On March 30th, the Pew Research Center said that the virus has impacted Americans' prayer life. 55% of adults say they have prayed for an end to the spread of the virus. What's most interesting is that 15% of adults who say they rarely or never prayed before the pandemic are praying now, as are 25% of adults who don't belong to any religion. Psychologists say that prayer decreases anxiety. I believe that this is a silver lining to the outbreak of COVID-19, We are not able to go to houses of worship, but God, infinite love, goddess, Jesus, Buddha, Mohammed, and all of the various expressions of God are present everywhere. We do not have to be in a particular building to feel close to God. In fact, I often feel closest to the love of God when I'm in nature or looking at the miraculous colors of so many different flowers and birds. I am inspired and filled with awe when I observe or interact with nature. Psychologists say that we seek counseling when the balance tips and the pain of not seeking help is greater than the pain of seeking help. 
Similarly, Eli Wiesel wrote an op-ed piece in the New York Times several years ago saying that he could no longer stand the pain of being separate from God. He still did not understand why God allowed the Holocaust to happen, but he could no longer be angry with God. When we are in painful times and we cannot depend on medicine or science to help us, there is nowhere to turn but the spiritual realm to ease the pain, confusion, and fear. The love from the spiritual realm is the only thing to ease the fear. The pain and fear of this pandemic is forcing people to turn to God out of desperation because there is nowhere else to turn. Prayer provides hope and replaces the fear, and that's the strongest medicine of all. If you want more ideas on how to find hope and silver linings, go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Paula Joyce, Ph.D. Our guest, Bob Giles, was curator of Harvard University's Neiman Foundation for Journalism from 2000 until 2011. He came to Harvard after a newspaper career of nearly 40 years that included editorships at the Detroit News and the Beacon Journal in Akron, Ohio, where he was in charge of covering the tragedy at Kent State. His paper won a Pulitzer Prize for their coverage of the events. Before coming to Harvard, Giles was the senior vice president of the Freedom Forum and executive director of its Media Study Center in New York City because he wanted the world to know of the Akron Beacon Journal's truthful narrative in reporting the campus shootings at Kent State on May 4, 1970. He wrote, When Truth Mattered, the Kent State Shootings 50 Years Later. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Perry wrote, this is is, um, so dear, I have to share it. You have the best posts. Where do you find this stuff? And Sandy wrote, I wanted to tell you how much I appreciate all your posts. So glad we connected. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Also read about and rent my new Past Life Regression Workshop video or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is what news sources do you trust? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bob Giles, who's here to talk about why journalism is important to the survival of our democracy. what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. be the best that you can be dr paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation, or become part of the conversation, please call 888-346-346. 9141 or email Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down which news sources you trust. I'm so pleased to welcome Bob Giles, who's here to talk about why journalism is important to the survival of our democracy. Bob, it's this is just so important. As I was sharing with you um, during the break, I'm from Detroit, and I went to the University of Michigan and had graduated by 1970, but I had been a protester and had a good friend who left um, Kent State in, uh, in 69, so just, just before the shootings, but this all hit very close to home for me and was such a national tragedy. Um, And it it brings tears because it was just so horrific and unbelievable 
when we were watching, um, you know, the the um, video on TV and so on. So I am so grateful to you for your tenacity and um, integrity and courage in reporting the truth. Talk to us a little bit about what happened and what set the scene for this horrific um, course of events. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Paul. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be on your program. Uh, I, I would like to begin by just describing the theme of my book, When Truth Mattered. Uh, and, and the main theme is that the students died in vain. Uh, as you know, when you protested during the Vietnam War, you were exercising your free First Amendment rights under our Constitution to speak, uh, to have free speech, uh, to assemble, uh, and to uh, provide a, a grievance, speak out against the grievance against the U.S. government for its policies and having uh, a war, fighting a war in, in Southeast Asia. Um, the students uh, were, who were killed uh, were innocent. They were not in a position to threaten the lives of the National Guardsmen, as was, was claimed. And so I wanted to make the point that the protesters were simply uh, exercising their, their First Amendment, uh, their First Amendment rights. I also wanted to show the importance of truth in journalism and how we practiced it in 1970. And then, to go more directly to your question, uh, to tell citizens what is now at stake if we allow untruths and inaccuracies to further uh, dominate our, our news. You know, uh, Kent State was one of the most least likely places for a, a uh, lethal, uh, fatal confrontation to take place. Uh, it was a peaceful rural campus of about 19,000 students in northeastern Ohio. Um, those who participated, either as protesters or uh, uh, observers on May 4th, 1970, totaled about 1,500 uh, and they had gathered uh, to be uh, make a statement about uh, about the, the specifically about President Nixon's decision the week before uh, to send troops into Cambodia. And one of the early uh, early actions that the students took uh, was on on Friday, May the first. It was the, the day after President Nixon's speech. Uh, they dug a they dug a hole on the on the on the campus at Kent State, and they took a page from a textbook of the U.S. Constitution and they buried it, and they said Nixon had illegally declared war on Cambodia. What was the point of the Constitution? And it was a symbolic statement um, that they wanted to bury it. Uh, then on that night, um, the students. We're downtown in Kent uh, in the bars, and the police came and asked them to leave. The students were upset because drinking in the taverns in downtown Kent was part of the tradition of being in college there. And so uh, 
um, the students uh, who were now out on the street started throwing beer bottles through windows and so on. Uh, and, on and that night, uh, the mayor of the city of Kent called Columbus, the governor's office, and asked for help, and the, and the, uh, the National Guard was uh, dispatched. Uh, Actually, they were in Cleveland uh, serving uh, in a trucker strike. But they came to Kent uh, about eight miles away, uh, and on Saturday night, the students burned uh, to the ground a wooden uh, ROTC building. It had been built in 1947. It was used as a barracks and other things. But they they burned it to the ground. Uh, so that set the stage for Sunday. Sunday was a pivotal day leading up to what happened on Monday. Uh, first, uh, first central thing is that the president of the university, Robert White, was out of town. He had gone to Iowa for an educational meeting, and the governor of Ohio, James Rhodes, arrived, uh, and he had uh, a political purpose for his trip. He was um, he was running in a uh, Republican primary election, which was to take place on May the fifth, uh, two days away from Sunday. Uh, he was running against uh, Bob Taft Jr., a well-known congressman and member of a, of a very well-known uh, political family in Ohio, the Tafts. But he he was running behind uh, in the race, according to the polls, and he uh, he wanted to use this uh, trip to Kent to um, assure his base that he was a tough guy against these radical students. Uh, among other things, um, he uh, made a speech in which he uh, said some very demeaning things. Um, uh, his expressed his disdain for the student protesters. He called them worse than Nazi brown shirts, among other things. Wow. Uh, and he had a meeting uh, that morning with the county prosecutor and other officials from the community, and the, and the county prosecutor urged the governor to close the campus that day, Sunday, because he said um, it, it will get worse. It's, it's potentially very violent. And the governor uh, rejected um, the, the prosecutor's suggestion, and he said that it would play into the hands of the radicals. Uh, and, of course, we now know that had the governor followed the prosecutor's advice, there likely would have been no fatalities on the following day on Monday. Well, in, on Monday, the students had uh, gathered, had a planned a, a rally at noon on the Commons, a big gathering place in the center of the Kent State campus. Uh, and the governor knew of this, and he issued an order to the leaders of the National Guard troops on the campus. Uh, and their, their instruction was to break up all assemblies, peaceful or otherwise. And so the, um, the, the rally began around noon. Uh, the Guard was, uh, had uh, dressed in combat 
gear. They had steel helmets and a World War II type gas masks, uh, M1 rifles with their bayonets fixed. Uh, and they they moved out and started pushing the students away and up up a hill and then past the journalism school building and down and to a point where the, the guardsmen found themselves trapped against an athletic fence. They they were confused, but they finally gathered themselves together and started to retreat, We everybody thought, uh, back towards their their bivouac area at the foot of the of the commons, and the students were uh, were harassing them by throwing a few stones, by giving them a finger, saying, you know, uh, yeah, yelling things like stick to pigs and so on. And the students were. I had an, had now had an additional reason for a strong rally and a forceful statement, and that was that they were really upset that to find Ohio and armed armed soldiers on their campus. That's this is our campus, they said, and we don't we we deeply resent the fact that there are <clears throat> there are armed soldiers in our midst. That's in, that's inappropriate, and that was one of the uh, motivating factors that kept the kept the rally going. Well, as the as the National Guard uh, climbed this hill away from the football fence towards the journalism school building, they came to uh, a, a pagoda, and uh, as they got under the pagoda, about twenty eight of them turned and shot into the students. And four were killed and nine were wounded and set off a tremendous uh, pandemonium. Now think of this. Never before had United States soldiers purposefully shot and killed American college students on their own campus. As I reported this book, many people said to me, they killed our children. It was a common refrain I heard when I talked about the book. And, of course, the National Guard bullets had trampled the, our sacred First Amendment protections to speak out and demonstrate against the war uh, without, without fear. I'd like to tell you about two unsung heroes in my book. That had, that one has gotten some attention, but another hasn't. Uh, we had a young reporter on the campus uh, covering the rally for the Backer and Beacon Journal. We didn't anticipate any violence, so we thought, well, one young reporter can handle the story. And as as the as the rally began and the guard began to push them out, the young reporter, his name was Jeff Sallet, uh, was looking for a play a vantage point where he could see the whole field. And he went into the office of the journalism school dean, and he found the secretary, Margaret Brown, sitting at her desk. And he asked if he could use her telephone. And she said, yes, of course. And so uh, Jeff would made connection with uh, his editors in Akron, and he asked, he asked Margaret Brown 
if she would hold the line open for him. And she agreed to do that. And so uh, Jeff kept going out and looking at things, observing things, then coming back and calling his editor in Akron and giving him an update. And at one point, the tear gas uh, fired by the National Guard troops had gotten into the air conditioning system in Taylor Hall, a journalism school building. And uh, it was seeped into the the dean's office, and Mrs. Brown had to take uh, cover under her desk while tears came down her face. And I I suspect it was tears of fear as well as from the from the gas, uh, the sting of the gas, uh, tear gas that was being thrown by the National Guard. But she kept hanging on to that telephone, and when the when the shooting started, started uh, Jeff, uh, a reporter, was able to shout into the phone, "The guards shooting! The guards shooting! There are people down. Maybe some dead." And so that began a series of of uh, of hasty and and urgent uh, actions in our newsroom. We were an afternoon paper in 1970, and we had a de- an edition ready to go to press at 1.30. And so we had to do a lot of scrambling uh, to get uh, all the information we could. And because we had the open phone line held by Margaret Brown, the secretary, we were able to get the details in time to, to report that four were killed in in that in that uh, that uh, volley of National Guard uh, firing, and so I think of Mrs. Brown as as, as an, an unsung hero. The other is a, a geology um, professor. Can, can I'm going to yes. ask you to um, leave us with a cliffhanger, and we'll come back after break to sure. hear about the second person and um okay that'd be fine i'll be right here okay thank you i'm your host dr paula the life doctor and you're listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit while you're listening to the commercials go to my website drpaulajoyce.com to sign up for my newsletter you receive the information on all our shows yeah, in the oh, chapter yeah. on my ultimate creative problem-solving yeah. process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, shots. and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm, helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious minds and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, on your paper, write down, how can you find the accurate information in the news, what really is happening. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bob Giles to talk more about the unsug heroes and why journalism is important to the survival of our democracy. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how you can find accurate, truthful information in the news. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Joe Pep can help you. And I'm so grateful we're here with Bob Giles talking about why journalism is important to the survival of our democracy and as I said to him during the break, thank God for people like Jeff and Mrs. Brown and for Bob, who had the courage um, and the integrity to tell the truth. And, you know, the title of his book is When Truth Mattered. And we seem to have lost that integrity in reporting. And we will talk about that, too. But, Bob, please tell us about the other person you wanted to mention. Well, in the, in the immediate aftermath of the shooting, the students all gathered uh, together uh, on the on the campus uh, on the commons, and they were angry. They were yelling at the national guard. Some were crying. Uh, they were just really struggling with the reality that that they were facing. And the national guard troops, uh, led by their their commanding officer, General Canterbury, surrounded them and may said. You have to move on. You have to move on. My orders are to make you move on and disperse. And uh, it, it, they, the 
guard commander said, if you don't move, we may have to shoot again. It was a threat, but a terrible threat at that moment. And on the scene came a geology professor named Glenn Frank, and he he stood up to the general, and they had a face-to-face, and General uh, Glenn Frank uh, forced the, the, the general to give him five minutes to get the students to move on. And he turned to the students and he said, uh, if you don't move and disperse, there's going to be a bloodbath, and, and I just don't want to be part of it. And students finally, finally um, realized that he was being truthful with them, and they needed to, to move on. And so very slowly they got up one by one and began to move back to their dormitories but they were, what was overwhelming to them was that they were facing a future that, that they had never anticipated and was going to be troublesome for them going forward. So that was, uh, that was uh, I considered uh, Glenn Frank another hero who perhaps uh, prevented more bloodshed uh, on the campus that day. Absolutely, and and a total lack of understanding of any empathy of what had just happened on the part of the National Guard uh, to these students. Um, uh, it, uh, it's it's shocking, uh, and it's hard to believe that they viewed these unarmed students as such a threat that they had to kill them um, now, and threaten to I, do I would more. Like to, um, Switch the subject for a minute to the to wrap up here um, by t- telling you about uh, uh, one of the things that uh, it, it comes at the end of the book was uh, my effort to reinforce the values of journalism as we practiced it half a century ago and suggest how they how they might serve us today and at the end of the book are in the last chapter. Uh, are eight lessons from the Beacon Journal's reporting on Kent State, and I, I offer them to savvy readers as a toolbox for understanding today's uh, news events. And each of those uh, eight um, lessons uh, I offer to people who want to understand how to read the news today and how to stay away from uh, material that's not not accurate or not truthful. For example, one of the, the number one uh, lesson is uh, be wary of rumors, misinformation, and disinformation. Um, a second is um, that readers should welcome journalists who who scrutinize the powerful and and uh, bring to light whatever their their public behavior is. And, and consider why it's not necessarily fake news. And then um, I talk uh, right about uh, uh, being aware of journalists who, who put opinions in their work um, that they, uh, that they uh, when you see a, a journalist who leans on opinions, I'd say to them, do not trust this kind of journalism. Um, and then uh, we we emphasize very strongly. I emphasize strongly 
that the best journalists rely on the experts, people who know the subject best, and that has become such a such a an important element of building a public understanding of this terrible virus that's going around in our country, um, and how we've come to depend on 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 the scientists and the experts who know uh, about viruses and how they're transmitted and can give us accurate information. And you, what you see is, is the best demonstration today of how truthful uh, reporting based on authoritative sources is so important to giving, helping the public uh, have a truthful understanding of what is, what is going on. Um, and and so there's those are just four of the eight, but I, you know, I I urge people not to get drawn into conspiracy theories um, because you know truth is not a simple thing. It's a hard work. It sometimes it's not convenient, and um, conspiracy theories, in my view, have one mission, and that's to manipulate you if you're a, a news consumer. And finally, um, always be skeptical of what you see and hear and read. Um, those are, uh, the, you know, our, our democracy is is very fragile right now because we've allowed too many politicians and business leaders and even some in the news business to skirt the truth or, in fact, even lie to you. And so the responsibility to stop them falls on our citizens, and because truth does matter, and it matters to you and to your family and your children and your grandchildren. And uh, it's for a savvy reader, a savvy news consumer, uh, it's hard work to know what's true and what's not. And, and, and the, the key is to be informed because our, our nation depends on it. And a, an informed nation will make wise choices uh, and not be fooled by um, the the use of uh, of inaccurate material or disinformation and other things that have come into play so fr- so frequently in 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 recent years. And so my what I hope um, my book accomplishes to give some closure to a tragedy that um, the courts and the community have, have not been able. To achieve, and that readers will agree that find that uh, it's a powerful reminder that truth does matter. Thank you so very much. And I just want to add that I used to teach critical thinking skills, and I would I encourage everybody to use their critical thinking skills to know the source of the information, who's saying it, what is their level of integrity. And just because they say it a hundred times doesn't mean that it's fact. It just means that they've said it a hundred times or that they've said it five or whatever or throw out the word, you know, fake news when something is true and then someone doesn't believe it. We, I love what you said, we are responsible. We must decide for ourselves what the truth is and who we can trust and which information we can trust. 
Um, everything that you've said today is so very important, not only in understanding Kent's, the Kent State shootings 50 years of cor- ago, which is so important, and also understanding the role of media today and our role. We have to work harder. When I was growing up, Walter Cronkite said it, and you knew it was true. That was all. And if he made a mistake, he'd correct himself later. That is not the case anymore. And we must be discerning, and we must be in charge of our own understanding Thank you so much, Bob, and I wish you the You're very welcome, best. You're welcome, Dr. Paul. I enjoyed being with you and talking to your audience, and I hope you'll stay well and stay safe. Thank you. You also. You also. Thank you. And I encourage everyone to purchase When Truth Mattered, the Kent State shootings 50 years later, and go to the website whentruthmatter.net. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for the um, or, or rent the um, Past Life Regression video uh, and, and read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, reading the Akashic Records, and so on. I'm also now able to video conference any of my speeches or workshops such as dissolving fear and anxiety, overcoming abuse, discovering hope and silver linings. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone now. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Joe Peb. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to remove your fear. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Joe Peb, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be less fearful. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way to only to help me not be afraid to see and hear the truth. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday when Linda Carroll will be here to discuss love skills. June 4th when Clive Prince and Lynn Pitnett will be discussing when God had a wife, and on June 11th when Ellen Meredith will talk about the language your body speaks. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.